0: Ladies and gentlemen You are officially channeled into Absolute Talk Hey, konnichiwa. It's Absolute Talk with Fans of the Forge Crossover Special. What? Wow. Oh, no, we're here. different. Oh my god. Well, this is the first of a crossover special, and we're not talking Jetsons and Flintstones. <laughs> um, but it is a pod with quote-unquote big air quotes, big air quotes, shout out to Dylan Bush, that says it all. But I'm here with fans of the Forge, so I'll see if I can introduce, just to make it feel homey. So, the brethren behind me is...
1: <laughs> the real brother, Sean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then to his left, we have... I'm Chris. And of course... Across to me is Teresa. And I got to say this is awesome. Like thanks for having me on to do this first ever crossover.
2: Oh, of course, of course. We have when you asked or like of course. Yeah. yeah. Love to do that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, and let's. I know that in a because I started binge watching like several months ago and I apologize for not watching you guys since day 1 last year. But that's okay. Believe me, you're you're you're, not alone. Nobody's
2: nobody's (laughs) watched. The only person that's ever watched us from day one is me. Because I've edited every single one of these things. But beyond that, I don't think a single person's watched every single one of them. Same
0: thing when I have to edit all my podcast episodes about... Well, let's see. It's going to be at least 60 since last year. But it's like every single one. It's like, okay, here. Finish that. Fix that. Work on that. It's like... But I... I have to give you more credit because you have twice the job because you're doing both video and audio.
2: Well, it's a little different, but it's also I do it all in one go. So it's like the audio, I just drop it into the video file, right? I edit it the way I want to edit it, and then when I export my file, I'm just exporting audio separately afterwards, and then just drop uploading it separately. And
1: the so, video like syncs with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. You know, I, I'll take the audio that we're recording through the mics and then sync it with the video. And then when we're done, once the final edit is that, I'll output both of those as separate files. And that's how we do that. So it's, it's not too bad, but yeah. th- thanks. Thanks for the compliment.
1: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you will I can't it do it. All yeah. of that. You can't do it. Well, I don't have the equipment.
3: Part of why you've never seen an episode of Just Me and Sean because he does like all the things. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff
1: to do this show. Like, probably work to re- just record, just turn stuff on. Oh, but yeah. But you'd have to edit it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. still have to edit it. Easy so.
0: come from a guy who plays guitar in a band once upon a time. Once upon a time. And then have to, I mean, back in your old days when you used to play guitar and, and you know, we have bleachers and then it's like you got to go to the, the the guy across the room for the sound checks.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't do it all. But No, of course not. Yeah. Fun Fun fact. <laughs> Sean played in a band that I was originally the lead singer for. Right. What? Back in the day. Long time ago. Oh yeah, this is OJ band. High school. Yeah. You know, we me you know Jordan, of yes. course. So Jordan and I started a band back in the day for our high school Battle of the Bands. And uh that iteration of the band fell apart and other people were brought in and eventually one of those people was Sean and I was kind of yeah. like a roadie and went on <laughs> to their shows and helped them set up and watched him play Webster Underground a million times yeah other places and
1: yeah, I probably joined I don't know maybe a couple years after it was during that. college at yeah that point for yeah, sure it was a little ways but
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: fun fact how'd you guys
0: do in the uh, battle of the bands they didn't choose winners. Oh. It, it was—I don't think
2: there was winners. Whoa!
3: Battle? It was more like a, it
2: was more the like winner? a talent show, but I don't think they voted <laughs> yeah. for anybody talent to win. <laughs> Well, our high school was not on top oh, of their game for that, amusement. I guess. No,
0: no. I mean, yeah, I sucked much. in my talent show, and at least I knew where I stood. <laughs> like, hey, you're not making the show.
2: Oh, oh, we sucked. <laughs> we definitely sucked as a band, um, but we got it together in like a few months and managed to play a couple songs for people, so it was, I thought it was impressive yeah. for what we pulled off. That video, somebody has it somewhere on an old VHS tape. Uh, Mm. If it never sees the light of day That would probably be for everybody's benefit Yeah.
0: If they take it to Costco And have it convert to DVD That could be a different story
2: True, true Don't tell Jordan I think Jordan's the one with the You think he has it? I thought Jordan had it Oh, I don't know Maybe
1: not Maybe George?
2: George wasn't in the band anymore
1: Well, he might not have been in it, but
2: I don't know if George would have it Is someone in a band Maybe Bill Maybe Bill Mm. I feel like if George had it
3: He no longer has it
2: Mm. No, definitely not (laughs) Anyway,
0: I digress. You digress, and I don't know how to segue into that, but I'm (laughs) going to do do so anyway with my Capri Sun. And it was cool because just to, I mean, really quick going back, the reason for the Capri Sun, folks, is at Sean's wedding, in which Chris and I, we were uh, part of the groomsmen crew. Uh, Well, in in the synagogue, there was a side room that had all these snacks and Weirdly enough, we saw his
1: Caprice Sun. Yeah. That's right. I think I picked him out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We made some mixed drinks with those, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah. Wasn't
3: that your Grozman gift? was
2: like flasks full of stuff. Mm Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. That's right. It was a fun time.
2: time. We had a great time. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just went to, I think I just went to Costco, grabbed some snacks, and. Love Costco. Yeah. (laughs) Caprice Sun. So that's perfect. Oh, yeah.
0: Capri Suns and video conversions.
3: <laughs>
2: <meat>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all the healthy snacks. But yeah, it was like the, it was like the it's almost like the running theme because mixed drinks, regular drinks. Uh, like, it was, and hardly kids were drinking. It was like all those adults. Wow. Hey. Yeah. The two it children that were there. few yeah. children, yeah. yeah. They
1: don't know what Capri Suns are, probably.
0: But the adult, the child. It's kind of throwback. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: throwback. Who doesn't love Capri Sun? of course yeah
0: and of course a, a tradition on fans of the Fords. so sean what you got drinking
1: i'm i'm drinking sam oktoberfest which ah. is uh pretty good
2: it's that time of year it's that
1: time of year and it's uh it's perfect
2: it's a classic
1: leaves are falling pumpkin spices out mm. Apple time fracked yeah oh yeah yeah
2: yeah. I'm, I'm drinking water, because I am still a part of Sober October, and I'm going to keep that up for the rest of this month, so just mm. water for me again. I've got some raspberry zinger tea. I
3: don't know if you can hear, it got a little cold or something, oh, so yeah. going for the tea. <laughs> and, yeah,
0: and Chris, really quick, because last time on Fans of the Forge, you talked about the uh, paleo diet. How's that going?
2: Great. Great. Can't complain. Yeah. Just uh, feeling good. You know, I've I've lost a few pounds, which was the goal, and uh, not that I needed to really lose a lot, but it was just... We had a long summer where I stopped eating well, and uh-huh. I was eating lots of bad food, and so it's kind of a just a recharge sort of mm. thing, reset, so yeah. it's lots of salad and meat. And, and a grumpy attitude at the beginning, because apparently
3: <laughs> <laughs> lack of carbs and sugar makes one grumpy.
2: Yeah, so you can get, like... <laughs> flu-like symptoms when you, when you cut the carbs and sugar out because your body yeah. goes into like this weird with- withdrawal from mm. sugar and carbs. So, yeah, you get a little grumpy.
3: And he told me about this phenomenon two days after he started. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, so it all makes sense. All perfect. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That grumpiness has gone away, I think. It has, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a dance friend of mine who used to live in Cambridge, now she lives in Texas. So shout out to Haley Hoglund if you're listening. Um, but uh, the times when i go up to visit and i stay over after i do a dj gig on a friday or something um i'll she and i will hang out and for brunch or something the next day but she's on a total paleo diet, like health wise allergy wise and all that stuff so if there's other things like you're looking for for tips and all that stuff in terms of paleo um i mean i can always drop a
2: line and she'll get back to me on it Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, luckily, the internet is a good resource for that sort of stuff, too. And, and that's kind of where I've been getting a lot of that. uh was
3: nice chicken the other day.
2: Oh, yeah. We made a... a it, was an it was called butter chicken. Butter chicken, but, but, but it's, no Indian, butter in it. it's Indian food, basically. It's slow cooker butter chicken, and it's made with coconut milk and a bunch of different spices, and it's on the paleo diet, according to the website oh. I saw, and it was delicious. It was very was it chicken from the ranch? No. No. Oh, okay. Those are pet chickens.
4: Not food chickens (laughs) Not big man Not the
3: turkeys though
2: Yeah Oh I've already I've already offered to make Some Thanksgiving dinners Out of those turkeys Yeah Yeah. They're
3: annoying man
2: But we'll see
0: Yeah Uh, How about this So How did you all three Meet in the first
2: place
1: Well Chris and I met
2: Because of the band Somewhat Yeah I think I'm I'm after you joined the band, yeah. I had already quit by that point, but uh I was going to the shows and that's when I first met Sean when he was playing with the band and we were hanging out yeah. listening to Boston in the same Jeep that you still drive today. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Close to three hundred thousand miles. Two eighty two. Two eighty two. Yeah. Holy cow. It's impressive. With a bike trailer hitch.
1: I'm <sighs> still trying
2: to get a bike rack for it though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how sean and i met back in the yeah. day and then
3: i worked with chris's sister and so i met chris through his sister michelle and then i met sean through chris we were at i think you can see the band play jordan becky and you all in the band
1: yeah is that when i first met you oh, i, you know I can't i don't remember
2: i don't know no i feel like a circle of friends somehow i met sean or <laughs> at well a... we, uh, when the hell did, when did we start doing galaxy of zeros It was prior to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it had to be. Uh, I mean, we've known each other for. Once Teresa started coming around, we were going to a lot of the same parties with like George and Kyle, and Jordan and Becky would always invite us. So I think it was probably more like. We probably crossed paths
1: at some point and then more frequently uh, at some point thereafter. Yeah, yeah. And then we came up with. If we could talk about the idea of how we came up with Fans of the Forge. Oh, yeah.
3: I was again going to watch that same band. You were no longer. Yeah.
1: Part of it. <laughs> no longer part of that band. And, uh. We were having a
3: conversation at the bar while they were playing. <laughs> yeah. I
0: used to play guitar in that band.
1: And they said, Hey, have you ever heard of a show called Fortune and Fire? I said, Yeah, I've heard of that show. I watched it. And they had just started getting into it. And what, Teresa, your dad kind of turned you on to
3: talk it. I like, 45 minutes about this show so then we watched an episode <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah and then we just had all this equipment laying around from our old podcast from the old podcast and said so, uh, i think we looked and no one else is doing any sort of fan stuff about the show
2: at least not in the capacity that we ended up doing yeah was, you know there's the little guys that were on the show would do videos and things on youtube but um the podcasting community was a lot smaller and then within the bladesmithing community right when we started um there's a there's one or two other ones that had been around now there's probably like five or six new ones that have popped yeah. up over the last few months different guys that are doing it but uh none of them were forge and fire specific so that's kind right. of the way we took it yeah
3: well, it's not like we can talk about forging because at the time, zero ideas about that. We just yeah,
2: TV. yeah, we we had we had no experience with that for a while. But uh, from from the the person on the couch perspective, watching a TV show, we definitely had that experience. Yeah, <laughs> the couch potato, armchair quarterback. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like I can do that.
1: And so we started taking notes and doing wrap ups.
2: And it wasn't long until somebody that was on the show that had won. No, actually the first person to contact us wasn't somebody that won. It was just one of the guys that was on the show to, to correct us on our notes because our notes don't tell the whole story of what's actually happening in the episode. So from there, after that one guy, it's just like, they started coming out of the woodwork and, uh, then I think we started an Instagram after that, and that's when we found out that Instagram is the bladesmithing yeah. social media place. Yeah, for sure. So, wasn't kinda. one of your
0: first like seven or ten followers, Drew? Yes, yeah. I yeah. can't remember his last name. Drew Goodson.
2: Yep, yep. He's a good kid.
1: Yeah, we haven't, we haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, he's just working on cars now. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing a lot of garage cars. work.
2: He's working at a, an auto parts. Yeah, race, I
1: think. well, he. I think he was, and I think now he's. All of his Instagram stuff now is him like at a garage, like working on cars. Oh, okay, okay. For a shop it looks like. Hmm. So I don't know how much forging is doing these days. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Anyway. Dressed well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Were you surprised at like how much information was coming from the guests that you interviewed in terms of the show itself compared to what you expected?
1: I think that I've been, I was constantly surprised about the stuff that was left off the show mm-hmm. that didn't make it to air, that the guy was like, oh, this happened and, and whatnot. And then they didn't show this. And, you know, it's kind of, they didn't, they like to speak their piece a little bit sometimes off the record. Sure. Like they should have shown this. Like it makes me look, doesn't make me look that good, but that's,
2: not how it happened, stuff like that, mm-hmm. or oh, they'll they'll go into like, well, I said this one thing, and then they had a whole storyline they built into the show right. about one thing that I said while I was forging. Yeah. and so it's interesting to kind of hear their point of view, but uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I well, it's straightforward. Either they they pass or they fail. How they get there, we're now realizing it's all the same. Every episode is the same. Uh, the Very same pitfalls. Way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, they lead to the commercial break with a, a, a problem and comes after and it's not a problem. It's like, okay.
3: And the, the predictions, like the judges mm-hmm. will say a thing. You're like, oh, right. that's going to have that mistake. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. It's, or, it's actually very predictable. Yeah. You,
0: yeah, or there's a D Lamb here or mm. if I can borrow that for a sec. Sure. Or it's like, okay, I see cracks here. I see a D Lamb here. I see a cold shut here. And, of course, one of the best things about your show is as we'll see more episodes down the road, uh, or previous to this, whenever it gets released or not. But um, but I love the blade speaks kind of segment where you have a have a term for your show and what the definition is. It's like, hey, you want to learn what that meant on an episode? Here it is.
2: Yeah, we gotta do more of those. We kind of
0: it on that aspect. I came prepared <laughs> because, I, because I took. A, because I watched some old Fortune Fire episodes and I took a couple of pictures of those because I wasn't going to remember to pause and write it down. Oh, okay. Especially if the, I have the, the play-pause bar graphic in the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just take the picture and then and then I'll try to study it later. But there was some, there was some cool stuff that um, vo- I'm volunteering for, for later on when you guys have to do the uh, recaps.
1: Good. Sure. We'll use it.
0: Yeah. I actually, have, I actually have one of my notes real quick. Yeah. For um, For the people that are fans of my show that don't exactly know what forging is, (laughs) I found out on a Fortune Fire episode from Jay Nielsen. You're a good buddy.
2: Oh yeah, our best friend. He was very nice. Very nice guy. Supposed to get us in on that show. Still haven't heard anything from them. I had one conversation with Doug after we met him, and that was Wait, about you it.
3: met Dark Markita? We did not meet him, no. Oh, you
2: heard him. No, no, oh, we, okay. Sean and I met Doug. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We I have pictures not. with him on our Instagram, I think, if we let's pull it up here. There, oh. there
3: are times that they go and do things, and I'm home. When we
2: like, went to Blade You definitely
1: got a picture I of them. I don't know if I did. I might have. We were but together. Maybe it was, we maybe we was taken on someone
2: else's phone. I don't think it was taken on mine. Let me see here. I know. Um, look at these Blade Show pictures here. Yeah, there it is. Oh yeah!
0: Oh my god! Yeah. Did you even bring up like, "Hey, we gotta get you on our show one he day." He knew who we were.
2: Yeah. What? When we said, "Hey, have you heard of Fans of the Forge?" He goes, "That's you guys." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, no, he didn't and he, he ask where Teresa was. They yeah. asked. They asked where <laughs> Teresa was, and then they uh, and then he was like, "Well, you want to interview Jay Nielsen, but you don't want <laughs> right. to interview me." And I said, Doug, we've been trying to get a hold of you for a year. Like, seriously? when we, we were, He was one of the first guys we kept trying to message and get a hold of to see if we could interview him, and we never heard from him.
0: Yeah, it's like we don't care. In-person, Skype, we just want to interview because we think you're cool. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: He's, he's a busy guy. Very I'll, busy man.
0: I almost said like Jason Knight. Another great ABS master that you guys got to interview and meet up at different times. Like, yeah. oh, that had been a cool
3: experience. You got to
0: tell me that more about dude. that.
3: Well, that was funny because he like he found us, and didn't he contact us about doing an interview? And then mm-hmm. he's like, "What? What are you? What is this?"
2: <laughs> yeah, we, I think we had maybe twenty followers or something at the time, and then all of a sudden, I see one day Jason Knight followed us, and I go, "Wait a second, why do I know that name?" And I click on the account. I'm like, "Wait a second. <laughs> and then I looking through it, and I'm like, "This is the dude that was on the show." Yeah. And so then, like, I. I think i texted both of them yeah. and be like one well, the former judges just followed us and then all of a sudden like within five minutes he'd messaged us what do you guys do yeah <laughs> but uh yeah he was he was very um helpful to us and gracious mean well, uh, gracious isn't the right term but he okay. was very personable at
3: some point anyway he let you stay at his house
2: oh yeah i mean yeah <laughs> he so yeah so the original interview was You know, we set it up and we got it going, and we got our first flood of followers because of him. Because he told his followers that he was going to be coming on our show, and uh, we learned a lot from him in that one interview. That's still one of 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 our better interviews, I think. Um, And then from there, you know, when we were going down to the Pigeon Forge Grudge Match last year, I messaged him saying, "Hey, aren't you somewhere near Tennessee?" And we were thinking he was North Carolina or South Carolina or right. something. And he goes, I'm in Tennessee. And it's like, oh. And he's like, oh, you're going to drive right by my house. You should come over and stay at our house. We're like, okay. <laughs> right. And I thought about that. You know, we've thought about that afterwards. And um, generally, if somebody you've only talked to once invites you to stay at their <laughs> house, you probably wouldn't say yes to that. Right. But for some reason, we're like, it's Jason Knight. Yeah, why not? let us do right. that. If they're somewhat famous, you got to do it. Right. <laughs> and then we we got met his family yeah. and uh, they're all really cool. His wife Shelley is really great. His kids are fantastic Smiths. Yeah. Um his daughter is making some crazy knives and stuff now and uh <clears throat> the son there uh he's tristan tristan the son, and then tiger lily is uh their daughter um mm-hmm. uh, tristan's doing more blacksmithing yeah. stuff, but very very interesting family and uh yeah they put Good us stuff. up in their house and yeah. then we ran into them at uh blade show as yep. well and we had a nice conversation with shelly while we were there mm-hmm. and it was fun yeah interesting interesting fella for sure
1: yeah i wanted to try out his beer cannon
2: yeah, we didn't do that. We did. Get no, to, he, I don't. Did he have it? I don't know if he had. I don't it. think he had it. I Wait, think it's a recent addition. A beer, a beer. He's got cannon. this little. It's like a, yeah. you shoot beer cans out of a gun, at at targets <laughs> oh <our> <laughs> for fun.
3: Like empty ones, I mean. No, no,
2: you they're full ones, and then you, they explode whenever they hit something. Yeah, we did shoot off of his front porch. Yeah, like he just handed us a gun and said, "Hey, go shoot at that target." Right, like a nine millimeter or something. Was it a nine mil? I th- no, it was a twenty two. That was, was a twenty two. Oh, okay. It was a it was a little <laughs> yeah plink plink sort of. Yeah. But it was still it was fun. And,
1: yeah, it was a good time.
2: And then you know, you're you're in his house and you know, he has Oh man, enter- there's stuff everywhere. There's stuff everywhere. He has an entertainment center where the TV and stuff is he reaches down and just pulls out a bunch of knives and it's like, yeah, yeah. look at this one. Yeah, that one. Hey, look at my Han Solo gun. Right. And so it's like, oh geez. <laughs> Here's all the Japanese whiskey. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Ten- <laughs> let's go to town. Man, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, was an interesting?
1: Can't wait trip. to do it again. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I was hoping that because I ordered Night Forge Studio shirt, the be a maker not a taker one, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be delivered two weeks ago. Oh no. And and it's like okay, well, wait five business days. So I waited a week. Nothing. I emailed. Someone responded like a day or so after that, and it's like order might have gotten lost. We'll send you another one with an extra shirt for our troubles. That was like a week ago. <laughs> I still have nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm I was mm. going to rip my hair out, so I sent like two two emails in the last few days. Like, uh, anyone I can track the order.
1: It might just be Shelley doing it. <laughs> I mean, that's
2: that's pretty sure that. Well, it depends on where you're ordering it through. Yeah. Well, it was a guy named Joel that responded back? Oh. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure about yeah. that. We because can Because it might have been through like a third-party printing company or something. They that... do they do their yeah. printing through a third party. So, for the shirts at least, uh, I could take a peek. Mm. I could talk to to Shelley and see what's going on there. In the meantime, I did Stick a, a be a maker now. Stick your sticker there for you and there's a pin and there's also one of our stickers there as well those are for you man you can take oh, those thank with you, you so
0: much oh i have the
2: cake too <laughs> oh yeah bust out the cake um i can go get some plates and stuff yeah yeah i mean we could take a quick break okay, or something we'll for part. commercial. um what do you want to do yeah we could or yeah now here's a word cake. from our sponsor <laughs> All
3: right. <laughs> I'm gonna go make more
0: tea, anyway. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with more of the crossover special right after these words. And whenever we're ready, we're back. I think. Are we back? We must be back. Sure, we we're back. back. Right yeah. back, I guess. <clears throat> but yeah, one one of the cool features I want I got to talk about is the whole green screen concept. So, when did you come up with the idea for that?
2: This has been a green wall for years now. Um, and I keep forgetting to say green wall. Either way, it's green screen, green wall. Um, when we were doing Galaxy of Zeros, originally it was just an audio podcast and we were just recording the audio. And then I got the bright idea, why not let's do YouTube with it as well? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, we could do a green screen and and put whatever the hell we want behind us. And so... Rather than purchase a green screen you know, fabric and stuff and hang that up behind us, I thought it'd just be easier to paint one of our walls because we're already re- down here recording anyway. And um, so I spent uh, maybe an evening or two painting the wall, and that was that was that. It's kind of been that way ever since, and yeah. then it makes for some fun editing. You can kind of put us wherever you want. Although well, now we're covering it up. Well, I still put partially. stuff partially. That. In the backgrounds, like one of the mm-hmm. more recent videos, I put up uh, like pumpkins and hay bales behind us, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and space then, and other stuff. Yeah. And it's fun to change it up. Yeah.
0: And you had some weird animated mushroom kingdom or something. Oh yeah, I have that. It looked Can like someone cartoon nineteen sixties
3: about the backgrounds. So you're like, okay,
2: and that's yeah, really yeah. Like yeah. So we had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a little back and forth with another podcast, a Knife Talk podcast, and one of the guys mentioned that our set made us look like we were Taliban. Was it Taliban or ISIS fighters or something? Oh, Cause yeah, we had something like think, that. Because we, the green screen we used for the majority of the first chunk of our uh, videos was like a scratched metal look to it. Kind of like this. It looked like this. Yeah. That's with the same background. Um, and then they made that comment. And so I was like, well, it's a green screen. I could put whatever the hell we want. And so that's when I started switching it up. Yeah. We did interviews with those guys. And I, yeah, I think I put, I think I put him, I, when we did an interview with Craig, we, I made like an English countryside <laughs> behind us or something. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, that's that was like good. the kickoff. One, yeah. And so from there, uh, it's been, it's easy. You find anything you want online and just put it up on right. the green screen and you go.
0: Next thing you know, Sean, Chris, and Teresa. Hey, there's water in the background. It's an ocean. <laughs> They're on the sea
1: doing a recap of something, being like yeah. a raft or something. Yeah, an iceberg. Like, we
2: had a raft. Like a shark swimming like by. Like, did we have I I don't know. No, maybe. could you? Oh, I could. <laughs> I mean, you could put any. I could put a video yeah. behind us for the whole thing. The problem with that is, you go to export that video, and it's going to take you like four hours mm. because it's got to render a moving video in the background not difficult, it just takes time.
1: No, maybe not the whole time. Maybe it's like a, you know...
2: I used to use it more for the the testing, uh, to show actual testing right. from the show and edit it that way. But that became a hassle, especially because if you didn't modify it, then Properly, yeah. it would yeah. get flagged by YouTube as being History Channel's content. And we weren't trying to steal their content, we were just using short clips. Technically, what would be considered fair, fair use. use, but especially cause we weren't even using the audio. Right. But it would recognize it and we'd get flagged. So it was like, it's not worth the effort to, to go through that every time. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want the infringement people coming after you,
0: them pricks.
2: Well, you know, I think it's just, they, I don't think it's anyone in specific that does it. It's like more of a computer thing that just yeah can, the algorithms see it. Um, as far as I know, the people at Forge and Fire like us. You know, the couple of the people we've heard of have talked to us, and they don't
3: dislike us. They don't
2: dislike us, <laughs> except maybe David Baker, because we've been mean to him over the Whoa. the year, but not have like we, rudely mean, like, just just I making can't. jokes at his expense. <laughs> <laughs> not Teresa, of course. <laughs> not recently mean, either. No, we stopped. We stopped after because I started to feel bad <laughs> about hmm. it. We were we were making jokes at his expense. He's I still don't got know why pocket tape measure. I, well, yeah, the pocket tape That's measure. Awesome. That's not bad. I was. Yeah. I still the kilt. I know. I don't I mind do the, the, kilt. the kilt. I mean, yeah. lots of guys go on the show with kilts. It's true. It was the. It was Jason the phone case. It was the it phone. Was the phone ca- oh, ca- oh yeah, the phone control case. Control over. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like a, not even <clears throat> History Channel. This other co- or was it the History Channel that did the pans
1: Oh, whatever that was... company
3: did the pans took his likeness on yeah. the phone case, and you just ran with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how could you not? You, can't you know, you think, know. I mean, it's got his face on it, so you think it's associated with the guy, like, because yeah. it's... It's
3: not, like, I'm sure if anyone I mean, went over to him and said, hey, can we put your face on a
2: phone case? And like,
1: well, I'm sure they own some of his likeness. <laughs> yeah. So I they're like, all right, just put his face
2: on a phone case, but... Yeah, whatever. That's what you see, that's what you go after. Of course. But, anyway... You know, after we interviewed Jay, that was like our real foot in the door with them. It's, yeah. uh, it's a shame that it kind of didn't go anywhere after that. But uh, uh, How did you guys get in touch with Jay Nielsen or did he get in touch with you? Oh, so as you can see, we're in our basement. This is my sanctum. I come down here in the mornings really early to use the treadmill and get some exercise. It in. used
3: to be our living room. Oh. Now it's his sanctum. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> so- It used to be your craft room teresa's craft very area briefly
3: lived like yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <So laughs> all your stuff had to move there
3: yeah, yeah. ever my stuff it was in that corner and it's now in the furthest corner of our basement yeah i'm finally kind of getting in there but every time he had a new idea my stuff got further into mm, that
2: yeah. room over <laughs> there. <laughs> it was more about Sorry. consolidation of our crap but anyway at least we didn't get holiday into that fireplace. Yes, that's true. That's never true. You never once opened
3: that fireplace in your eight years.
2: The the <laughs> only time I've had to open the the fireplace was when a bird fell down into it, and we and it eventually it flew out. But we didn't know what was going on there yeah. for a while. I thought it was a squirrel that got stuck. Mm. Anyway, long story <laughs> short, um, I have a stack of books and DVDs that oh, yeah. I won from Michael Allenson and the guys over at Allenson. Elton Armory, Armory. Um, because I was interested in getting into bladesmithing. um, They sent me some books and DVDs, and one of those sets of DVDs was a couple of Jay Nielsen instructional DVDs, intro to bladesmithing sort of stuff. And um, I was watching one of those at like 4.30 in the morning, and I tagged him on my personal Instagram account, and he saw it, and he gave me like the thumbs up and the DMs, and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you remember, but because I we had somehow oh, prior to that, he had I had made a meme about right. something that he had said on the show about oh, one boy. guy that had stuck his hands, <laughs> he stuck his hands in the oil or something. And I, I forget what the meme was, but it was like it's not worth looking at. Anyway, remember. Jay he Nielsen saw the not, meme,
3: not putting his hands in the oil.
2: Yeah, Jay oh, Nielsen saw the meme and thought it was was funny but I misspelled his name. Oh, that's right. And oh. so then he's like, you misspelled my name. So I fixed it, and then I sent it to him, and he posted that. Would you spell J-A-Y? I, no, oh, it was, I spelled Nielsen wrong. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, it was an, I couldn't E when it was an O or something. Or no, I switched the I and E. Yeah. You're right. <clears throat> and um, long story short, after he messaged me when I was... Watching his DVD, I go, I don't know if you remember, but we messaged before, and we'd still love to do an interview. And he goes, oh, yeah, we're in Stanford shooting, and I'm in my apartment, and I got nothing to do, so why don't you come on down? Yeah. So that was fun. It was interesting. Uh, that's how that kind of came together. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, was it was a rainy right, day. It was a rainy day, and we, we were all, I was very nervous about going down there. Yeah. It's the guy, it's a judge. He's, he's a judge on the show. He's an ABS master smith. Right. Yeah. I even when we went to Blade show I kind of had a weird feeling about going approaching these these master smiths because I'm as you can see I have stuff that I've been working on here and uh you know these guys when you get that title I don't know something about it you know you see their incredible work and I don't even know where to start where yeah. to go up and say hello and like I like your stuff
1: we had kind of swallow that exactly like that and
2: just we just had to go for it yeah so yeah. Yeah, so he had us to his place, and we got that interview, and that was right yeah. before Blade Show, actually. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and it
0: was a great interview. I got to watch it. You know, some some fun facts, some some fun stories, and insights about about the show, about about the blades. I mean, and you made obviously when we saw one piece, but I mean, we're seeing some great
2: forging right here. I wouldn't necessarily call it great but it's definitely forging yeah um it's it's the first knives that i've made and i'm not done with them yet i've literally the the most recent step that i've done to these is i've heat treated them i did the quench on these last week and uh it was the first time i've done that on my own i had done it once before with uh or twice uh both with Peter Schwartzberg. Yeah. If we did, Sean and I were still working on those original knives, never finished, but Peter had done our quench on those with us. And then I had made one other knife with Peter back uh, when I took a class with him. And so I've been working on these and slowly, piece by piece, making them into actual knives. And so, next step is waiting on my grinder to get here, because I ordered a 2 by 72 grinder, and I need to set that up so I can actually turn these into knives, because there's a big difference between this and this. This
0: has a nice Damascus pattern. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. This was uh, Belmont Blade Works. I bought this while we were at Blade Show. Uh, take a peek if you want. But, yeah. What kind? Of,
0: really, really quick. What kind of pattern is is it like? Is I think it it's pattern? just
2: a low layer Damascus. No. Yeah. Yeah. M- random lower layer d- Damascus on that. No, not mm. a particular pattern. Yeah.
1: Maybe. That was my. Mm. That was almost Maybe gonna be, be my first Maybe. guess, but, but they're kind of they're kind of stretched weird. out though, yeah. so it's not. It's
2: hard to, yeah, raindrops more circular when you yeah. see it. But do you anyway. have
0: a do you have a favorite Damascus Baron amongst you guys?
2: You know, I do like um, it's it's well, this is the thing. I follow Mareko Malmasi, and he's like this guru when he comes to his damascus patterns and these mosaic damascus patterns that he comes out with so i like some of the stuff he makes it's some really cool stuff and uh josh prince um makes some really cool uh mosaic damascus patterns and the way that they stack the, the steel and and make those things work out the way they do is is awesome and you know it's also cool that We've met those guys, and, yeah. and we have chatted with Mareco multiple times, and heck, I hung out with Josh at a bladesmithing event uh, a couple months back, and got to shoot the shit with him for a little while. It was it was fun. So I'm a little biased in having hung out with these guys. I think, but
3: the basic ones, I like
2: twist, <laughs> twist a mask, oh, like a cable twist yeah. style. Yeah, those are cool looking too. The cable t- uh, yeah. twist.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a. Mm, I think the first time I saw. Chevron, I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good stuff. Looks cool. Yeah, what about you? you? You,
0: um, I mean, they're all pretty cool. I mean, the raindrops pretty nice, the ladder pattern, I think, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one or two times on Fortune Fire, someone tried to do a
2: shark tooth, and it's just it has extra challenges. Oh, that's tough. There's some really tough ones out Mm. there, especially like feather uh, pattern. Damascus Mm -hmm. is one of the most difficult ones to do. And then there's guys that have gone and taken the feather pattern and even made it a step harder and made like, I think they called it the river fire pattern where it was like a, it was the feather that was like swirling, like like giving like an S shape to the feather pattern. It was very neat looking. Um, The feather is the one that like is the, the way that a lot of these master smiths yeah. show off they can they show off how well they can do a feather pattern damascus but it's all cool it's all cool eventually i'd like to be able to make damascus but i don't have a forge or a press that's capable of doing that i have a single burner forge so it's it's much better to easier to do
3: Maybe steps chris
2: i know i'm not <laughs> looking to do that yet but i'm just saying it's a lot easier to do <laughs> mono steel with what i have currently but yeah yeah anyway And then let's talk a little bit more about the content
0: that you have on the show. So one of my favorite videos or video series within the series is Chris's workshop. Uh, Oh, yes. Building it. Yeah, and then it stopped. And I'm like, wait a minute. There should be more. Like, am I missing something?
2: Well, so here's the thing. So there was the building a workshop series, and it got to the point where – I need we need to focus on actually building the workshop and not recording us building the Man. workshop. And it got difficult with the amount of work that had to be done to even bother setting up a camera. And then Sean helped me quite a bit in getting my workshop put together the way it is because that that workshop shed was all like halfway across the yard and the two of us moved that across the yard yeah. on our own and uh and now I put a new uh Like wall frames in, and Sean helped me put a whole new floor together for that thing, and you know we took pictures along the way, and I've and it's more Instagram stuff you'll find that rather than within the videos, and then from there once I had a working workshop, (laughs) in the end it got built, it got built, (laughs) so there's no real stuff to put there, and then I could I could transfer over to when I'm outside forging, but I'm not good enough yet. That's my personal opinion. I don't want to show what I'm doing because I'm still learning the ropes and and trying to get some of these things down. So I'll show what I'm working on, but I know I don't have good form, and I know I'm not doing stuff the most efficiently. So I don't want to promote too much of that because I don't want to look bad. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I don't post more about that. But I do have another YouTube channel that I just started posting stuff on. And you can see the videos on my Instagram as well. It's uh, let's melt, and I'll melt stuff in my forge, and uh, if eventually, it melts. like if the it sidewalk melts, chalk, the sidewalk chalk that oh, gets really when I
3: hot. I saw that one. I I'm like, where did you get that sidewalk chalk? Is that like, we have our four year old. I have her home sometimes during the week, and that's like a go to. Is the sidewalk chalk? I need it.
2: <laughs> we have a giant tub of sidewalk chalk. <laughs> <It's plenty> there. <laughs> anyway. But that was just something that um, a buddy of mine uh, mentioned I should do, and I've done a few, and I have, I want to do more, but whatever, it is what it is. I have a couple more scheduled to come out where I burn a banana and an apple in mm. the forge just to see what happens, but eventually that YouTube channel is going to be the place to go to see the stuff that I'm working on in the forge as well. When I do decide to start recording that again, it's going to be part of the Infinite Forge uh, uploading on the that channel, I'm <laughs> gonna do a light bulb next. Oh, I should do a light bulb. That's I have well, it's a light bulb. Let's see
1: what happens. See what happens. Well, mm. actually, that's the it, next one. It looks
3: like you know what happens.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know what, don't what happens. Look on your face. I, uh, Let's see what happens. You know, we have all yeah, those yeah. we have all those solar lanterns outside. Yeah, a couple of I mean, they're cheap Home Depot solar lanterns, and they haven't held up so well. And I broke. a couple Those of are all them. plastic, though. Yeah, and they melt too. Well, Not those will, of course they'll melt. <laughs> So i have, that's that's one of the next ones coming up is uh solar lantern goes into the oh. forge. Man, did that make a mess inside the forge. Yeah. Oh well. well it's your forge. It's my forge. Yeah. Honestly, the mess is nothing compared to the grabbing onto oh, the man. hot melting plate with my finger at one point, but uh whatever. Were you wearing gloves? No. Okay. I well, yeah. oh, no, know, it was my own fault.
3: This is why he doesn't want to film it.
2: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> No, that one I think I did have on film because it was <laughs> for the let's melt. Stuff. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, but that's I, right. Yeah. I didn't. I don't think I put that in the video. Bloopers. <laughs> oh. himself. Yeah. You just Bloopers. see me yell and throw the thing down to the mm-hmm. ground, and that was about it—the it oh. extent of the injury. But anyway,
1: did you have some bleed speak that Do you brought?
0: I, I well, I'll get the easy one out of the way for the casual fans that don't know what we talk forge and. Fans of the Forge, Forge and Fire. So, um, my trusty, what seems like some from the 1990s, notepad. (laughs) Um, And I took this, since it's themed and how fitting it's Fans of the Forge in this crossover with absolute talk. Uh, So, back in Season 3, early on, in an episode, I can't remember the name, so I apologize. Um, But, one of the Bladesmiths apparently... The challenge was to take lawnmower blades and forge them into your signature style. My worst willows ever. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, Jay Nielsen asked him when they were examining the blades, because he didn't forge his blade. He asked him, do you know what the definition of forging is? And he said, and I'm pretty sure I got this right on antiquo. quote It's Forging is using heat and a hammer to manipulate steel to a shape.
2: Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I'd say that's pretty good uh, yeah. description of what forging is. Having done it myself, I can agree that that is the right definition. Generally swing the hammer and smash the metal when into a shape. When, when it's hot, hot. that's fire. the key part. Using
0: when it's hot. the heat. And, exactly. And game really hot, not like a pale orange because then you judge say oh it's not hot enough it's yeah. not gonna get quite the shape he wants that's my worst david baker
2: right there yeah well mm. there's another there's another common uh phrase that goes around in the smithing community it's heat beat repeat mm. when it comes to forging i heard that yes
0: which which is to our to whoever's listening heat beat repeat is i assume take your metal. Put in the forge, beat with a hammer, and if it starts cooling down, reheat it.
2: Yeah, beat it with a hammer again until you're ready to say it's done. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your take on the the on oil
0: quenches versus water quenches? Because for me, I was I always said pretty much just quench part or all of it in the oil, and I'm always like imagining like if I was gonna forge a blade. I would probably do probably just an edge quench that way I have that softened spine and give it a shock absorber give it more flexibility and then it's like okay well what else, what else could I do to my fantasy blade
2: oh put a fuller in there give it more strength well it's very observant and um, a lot of guys live by the edge quench that's like a, a main thing that guys would like to do because You really only need to make sure that the edge is the hardest part so you can give it a solid edge that will hold up. Now, when it comes to water versus oil, I am not an expert in this, but I can tell you that I've accidentally water quenched a couple (laughs) things, and um, it's never worked out well for me. In fact, this one fell into a bucket of water while I was working on it, and you can see pretty clearly the cracks that formed in the handle area um, when it fell in there. So whether or not those will grind out remain to be seen, you know, once I get the grinder up yeah. and running. Um, structurally they don't seem to necessarily go all the way through because I've taken that particular knife and tried to smash it on concrete and yeah, it, looks and it like, hasn't broken. Looks like surface cracks. So for we'll the see. most part, but
0: I almost I almost feel like a judge on the show like like <laughs> it looks like cracks on the surface on both sides. Doesn't look like it goes all the way through. Uh, Chris, Mike. Um, be interested to see what happens <laughs> in the next round. My, <laughs> my, <laughs> be my interested con- to see how you take care of that in the next round. <laughs> you got that eight chop coming up. <laughs> my, my concern is that that if you grind those down, is it going to leave the, the handle really thin? I mean, it's nice for for uh, plus also the handle.
2: <laughs> Mine. If you make it to the next round, you might fit to, Teresa's well, hand, but not it, mine. It might Finally. fit. It might <laughs> yeah. fit Theresa's hand. Well, there's ways to extend a handle when yeah, it comes that's true. to when you know y- the amount of wood you put on there is ba- all on, on you, and you could partial tang. I could, yeah, I could very easily that's turn the, and that and into a hidden. partial tang, yeah. a hidden tang design, and then just put it in a block and and do it that way. Um,
0: yeah, Doug would probably say it, it looks pretty good for for maybe thrusting and poking and and stabbing. Might make a decent chopper, but the handle, though. It's a yeah. small
2: chopper. It's a, a s- very small, small, small chopper. chopper. Might make a decent kitchen knife eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I always love when he does that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect Definitely. for you. Yeah. There you go. Teresa's first Not custom me. knife. Nope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I claimed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course, the scary part will probably be if Teresa's missing, like, Hey, Chris, where are all the knives that I had in this drawer? (laughs) Have you been reforging them to make them sharper, (laughs) make them longer? I don't need that much for a cleaver.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't have anywhere near the amount of confidence in my skills to try anything like that anytime Mm. soon. It's much easier just taking a regular old piece of steel, heating it up, and seeing what shape you can make out of it. Hence why I have such a wide variety of shapes here. The butter knife, this type of knife. I don't know what you want to call that one, but it's a funky I, knife. I don't know. And my blacksmith. But this is like a blacksmith style knife because the handle is made out of metal as well. Rather, than and This won't get any extra stuff, so this is all the handle's going to be. It's more a letter opener than anything else, I think, this one. Yeah. What?
3: People don't use letter openers anymore. People I do. Mail.
1: Sure they do. <laughs> I
2: use a letter opener
1: for every piece of mail I get. Is it on principle? I, I use it. I have a letter
2: opener and I use it. Sean. Yeah. And this would and look, it has a nice little area to hang in. It. <laughs> it's, it's just not quite sharp. I mean, it works. I've used it, but it's, um, it's quite not there yet. That'd I
1: think good. it looks great, Chris. Thank you, Sean. Yes. Thank you very much. As someone who uses a letter opener, I think that would do quite the well, job. Well, you know, I have nobody that particularly wants that letter opener. Clearly, out, Teresa so. does not want to use that letter opener.
3: <laughs> Clearly, I can manage my mail without one. When you
2: I'm, are missing out. When I'm done with the surface finish on it, you're more than welcome okay. to take that home with you. All right. I'll test, you, I'll test it out. You'll be my tester on And
1: that. you can resell it. Okay. We'll yeah, I'll test it out. Okay.
2: It's so good, Ben Abbott would be proud of it.
0: Um
1: oh, well, I, I don't, don't know so. about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, we met Ben Abbott too. Did we not yeah. mention that? Yeah, we met no, Ben but... Abbott at Blade Show. Actually I have a picture of Ben Abbott um photobombing me and Josh Weston and uh and uh, Charles Linehart. Yeah. We were taking a picture together. So that was kinda funny. Just out of nowhere Ben Abbott's poking his head in and making a
1: goofy face. Yeah. Good time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, um I got to I got to watch his uh episodes when he was a contestant a couple of times actually. Yep. Oh they're good. And yeah. I love I, I always love it when him or whoever who's been at it a long time, part time or full time, it's like they're willing to even if it's not required, go for the extra mile, go for that extra step if they think they have the time to do it. Like one time in competition I believe he didn't have to, but I think, wasn't he, like, like trying to do, like, extra layers to get, like, a nice-looking pattern on, on the blade he was crafting. Oh, yeah. I think oh, it might I... have been, like, season two, episode eight or
2: nine. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. I don't know the, the number, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. That's a that's a common thing that guys will do, especially in the final round, if they can uh, do a Damascus pattern just because... they know
3: if it comes down to, like, everybody passing all the tests. It's the fine it's details. Aesthetics. Yep, yep.
0: And I I love the tip, and I know you guys interviewed another contestant, and I think Ben Abbott pretty much confirmed the the same thing in terms of the size of the handles, and it came down to shaking the judge's hand. Like, you get an idea like, okay, their hand is a little bit smaller, or their hand is, like, uh, Teresa's size, or Sean's size, or or big is this bigger than this
1: person. Dave Baker's big mitt.
2: Yeah, <laughs> bear claws right there.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you gotta make a handle that kind of can work for almost anyone, but it really has to only work for two or three judges for testing.
2: And you know, if I think you, it's two. It's two. two. Yeah, I think something that I've seen that's a common thing that goes over well with the judges is if you swell out the bottom of the handle a little bit, so oh. that even yeah. if it's not quite the right size but you go a little bigger on the handle and then you have a swell down here to keep the hand from coming off the bottom when they're swinging it it makes it overall more comfortable for any of the people using it and it's and it's just safer to use as well sometimes so that's that's something i've noticed over the 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 year plus of us doing this uh Mm -hmm. that is a a common feature that they tend to like that little swell at the end yeah and then i remember when
0: ben abbott and the first time he was on the show when he um, made it to the final round and had to make this, this historical sort of. I apologize, I don't remember the name, but one of the things I do remember was, and we're talking handles, like he put like 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 this inner kind of foaming kind of padding, it was kind of greenish yellow, and, and just to make it comfortable for the hand. And then I think Dave Baker and and maybe doug they they really liked it it was like it, it made it fit perfectly and it felt comfortable
2: yeah that's right i do recall that he had it was a um, there's a specific type of guard that you had to put on that it was common to have either leather or some kind of padding in there um, per the historical design of it and yeah yeah he did well with that one hmm. yeah uh
0: and then as we wind down because i know you guys got get going on on your show and specifics um, but is there one challenge final challenge weapon you really liked?
4: Hmm. There's
3: been so many. I know we did that poll once. I kind of did what?
2: there's been, been so many like different the, um, ones. Like the wind and fire wheels was that? Oh yeah. yeah. The wind and fire yeah. wheels were really cool. Um, I know they made chakrams as well that are kind of mm. neat. The circular blades i'm a fan of the roman gladius it's kind of the that real legendary weapon and it's a simple design but it's also just brutal design yeah and uh they've done a couple episodes of the roman gladius and it's always impressive to see somebody come and do it like a samurai sword or you know yeah. that sort of sword is not easy to do so especially if you're doing a thousand plus layer damascus with it so there's been some good builds um those are just a few. Yeah, I always like the wind and fire wheels.
1: And I think there was there was a sword or and I think it was a a pole arm this season. It was It was it was like it had this weird kind of like It had a really chunky blade. Yeah, it was, you're talking? it was yeah, really
2: thick. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that was called, but man, that was a beast. That, that was, was a beast.
1: Yeah, massive. Yeah, and it just whipped right through whatever, like a boar or pig carcass or whatever they're doing. That's
3: the one I wasn't able to see because it got deleted from the DVR. Oh, so over the summer, oh. I missed a lot of the episodes. The boar sword. trying to catch up. Yeah, that's what it was and called. that's the yeah. boar one sword. that I haven't caught up on yet.
0: Because yep. you're away <laughs> at camp, right? Yes, yes.
2: What about you? Any Any favorite final weapons?
3: Oh.
0: Um, I wouldn't say the Hunga Munga from season three. Okay. Even though... To say, I, w- I would not say that because of how weird it looked. At th- I mean, it's kind of okay, but I know that um, Jason Knight, when he judged, he said, like, point blank, I I, I I think it was I hate or I don't like it. Might have been I hate Hungamongus, <laughs> but after seeing that, I want one. Nice. And, and he said more than once, like, that that's big for weapons he doesn't like period but then to see someone make make that in that kind of performance and look it's like that, that that's like a a big kind of where it was kind of thing it really was impressive yep um but i say maybe the scottish claymore
2: sword that's a yeah. classic right there Yep. Especially with the first time they ever did it and the guys bent theirs so bad like he couldn't even continue testing on either of them, I think. They like, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody made it through the test really <laughs> yeah. on that the first the first time they did it. Yeah. I think that might have been I thought that was one of the ones that Ben Abbott had to do on this when he came back for the champion of yeah, champions because, episode. Because they um
0: because uh, Will Willis said that the last time that two Bladesmiths tried to make that particular sword they both had uh problems in their testing like one was a cash dog failure had a bend that was so bad
2: and that was Scott Thomas who we met at Pigeon forge-, mm. forge match yeah and then
0: I think if that if that's true that Ben did that one I think he had like his edge was okay or something or it was it was good but not great and then the other one I think had a bend or something like that I can't remember
2: I don't think they broke. You know, I, I, I want to bring up one other thing that I just remembered from, um, when Teresa interviewed Peter Schwartzberg, he was talking about when they did the testing for his episodes. And one of them, they actually did horseback tests and they taped the blade for the test, because they didn't want to potentially hurt the horse for the test that they were doing, it was one of those weird little behind-the-scenes things that you don't know happens yeah. um, until you've actually talked to one of the guys. But that was kind of because little tidbit. It was a
3: shield, right? They had they're supposed to really ride by and hit a shield. Yeah, yeah. And when it bounced off the shield and back, they didn't want to hurt the
2: horse. Yeah. So, neat little tidbit of information there. A funny final weapon
1: was the pipe tomahawk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. they had to smoke the pipes, right? And they all coughed. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was yeah. good. It's like, I don't
0: want to smoke this shit anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Let's exactly. just use the weapon part
2: yeah. Pretty much. Then there's always, there's been some weapons that are, like, the design of them are just strange and, you know, anatomical and things of that nature. And yeah, uh, I forget what some of them are called now, but, you know. Weapons have been around since there have been people. And so the number of designs that have been yeah. coming out over that many years has led to some interesting ones. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah.
0: And then uh, last couple of questions. Uh, how about favorite challenge round knives?
2: Mm, I believe when they did one of the t- uh tournaments in the last season they had to make daggers as their main that was like the first round knife that you had to make was a dagger and i think that was uh it was pretty neat to see those guys do that mm-hmm. that would be mine i can't think of yeah a lot of them are like anything first round make your signature blade so it's I hard like to when really they pick make a
3: signature blade though
2: yeah it it is nice to see what people come up with you know especially given the materials that they're yeah. getting, yeah,
3: especially when like sometimes the they have to harvest materials from various things, and it's just so challenging to get the material. Yeah, they don't really even get to finish their knife because they spend so much time getting the materials. Yeah. Don't
1: entirely care for that. I, or if they have to do a canister, I, I, I love the canister
0: Damascus. You know. It looks nice, especially but especially if it's messes not not everyone a requirement. up. <laughs> I remember. I remember Bad one time in deliberation. Like Doug Marquise, looking at the blades, like, and uh, I'm just paraphrasing, like forge weld, canister Damascus.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's definitely impressive
0: when they can pull it off. Mm-hmm. I always worry when they don't pack the canister all the way. but That's re- where it's a stand up or a canoe.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's tough, you it's know. But... Kinda...
0: Oh yeah. Or they don't they use, use the liquid paper all the mm-hmm. way, or the, or they, or, or they don't use all the wet paper towel.
4: Yes.
1: I'm surprised no one else has done that yet. Got to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean know. the ma- I mean you got to think,
0: think the experts and the master smiths, you know, they see something new and it's like, okay, you know, learn something new every day. I'll try that one time in my shop and see if that works.
2: <laughs> yeah, you would think so. It depends, you know. Yeah. You you watch someone like Steve Schwartzer work and he does he's the wizard of canister damascus and the stuff that he can do with it is is crazy, and I don't know if I've ever seen him use whiteout at all. I think he goes for the regular just grind it off method. Mm-hmm. Or, or no, he actually, he does have a method for, he has a very particular method where he can just like, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, the canister just falls off afterwards. I, I'd i have to, to look it up again. He, I think he's,
1: Nielsen posted yesterday, he said you know, take it to the press and then squish it on the corners so then it was it was gapping out. oh Yeah, yeah. That's so right. to make it easier mm. to pop that off. We talk
2: like we've never done it, but we haven't <laughs> never.
1: Yeah,
0: I would say signature blade from from what people are going for is I mean you have I mean you have your slashers, your Bowie knives and your cutters, your competition cutters, um I don't know. For some reason, I, I don't, know, I don't know. I'm sort of partial fan to the kukri. Kukris are very nice with the belly yeah. shape. Yeah. I know, I know Jason. And I had has the tattoo
2: of him. That's what he made yeah. when we went to his shop. He made a kukri. He's that's his that's his favorite design yeah. to make. That's his go-to. Um, so it's uh it's a cool one. It's also a very difficult one to finish and grind because you have the inner curve and. I I barely have any practice grinding a straight edge never mind a curved edge
0: or the recurves
2: exactly yes the recurved edge yep
0: yeah well I know jigs help sometimes and why why I also remember because I remember this was used a couple times on the show where it's at the home forge I think where if someone's like working on a sword or whatnot, and they see like oh oh crap a I have this warp in my in my blade Well, let me let me get a couple of boards and then sandwich it in and clamp and press and then it's like the warps out and it's like i'm surprised not
2: more people are doing that doesn't always work yeah. um there's different causes to those warps um and there's different methods to correct those causes so you know we've seen all sorts of different ways guys have done it whether it be aluminum plates wood um, grinding re-quenching which i'm still i don't know why that works it doesn't make sense to me that that would work but okay yeah um i've seen people grind a little bit on the other side of a blade and then the stresses within the metal adjust so that it straightens it out um you know there's there's a there's a number of different methods for for doing that in fact. One method that I want to try out, and I have a couple knives that aren't down here that uh, that are warped from the quencher that I did last week. And uh, basically, the method that I heard was that I could clamp it between two pieces of steel and then shove it in the oven, cook it at 400 for an hour while it's clamped down, and that actually will help release some of the stress from the, the warps themselves and mm-hmm. help straighten out the blade. So that's going to be the method that I attempt. Again, this is... Yeah. This is 1084 steel. This is like easy for beginners to mess around with. It's not like the really complicated stuff because different makes of steel get pretty complicated. Yep. And you're talking about like the carbon content, all that
0: stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, so more specifically to people who who aren't familiar, um, like, can you describe like, like, how effective or how important it is in terms of carbon content what that does
2: when you're trying to forge a blade no i have no <laughs> way to properly explain that all i know is that low carbon steel is not going to hold an edge well because it won't harden properly when you go to to finish up the blade um so that's why guys generally don't use that unless they're doing a damascus pattern and then that way you still want to make sure that your edge is hard steel um but yeah the difference between the carbon content and stuff is gets a little bit into the weeds that I'm not even fully aware yeah, of how carbon con- it's
1: actually it's a small amount but it's like a point zero eight percent carbon or something like that it's like
2: yeah uh, it's a point zero eight or point eight it's like it's in that realm of like two, two to three percent carbon is extremely high yeah for for a steel a knife steel yes at least. so yeah so it, it it varies yeah yeah so that and then
1: at some point it just becomes mild steel that won't harden right
0: and then wrapping up how about uh because we've been talking so much forge and fire um how about favorite and least favorite tests
2: hmm Gotta love when they shoot the la- the swords and stuff. Oh, I love that one! Yeah, the bullet split, the bullet split is yeah. always fun. And
0: then sometimes you have to do like one more than one firing.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was Matt Parkinson told us they shot his a couple times, um, <laughs> but they only show they only right. show it once. Yeah. the The goal is they want to get that good video of the bu- mm-hmm. the bullet splitting mm-hmm. into yeah, two yeah, pieces or three pieces. So that's always a fun one. Antler chops are brutal. Um, The uh, the sword bend test. Oh yeah, that's
1: Uh, very suspenseful. Thirty
0: degrees. But I don't recall like
2: ever one of those bend tests ever breaking. They've been on flexible blades. I I don't know. I've seen them break. I have seen them retain the bend uh, once or twice. Yeah, Um, to. To test for journeyman smith and master smith rating, you have to do a ninety degree bend test. Then it can't break past a certain percent. I forget. It can't crack more than thirty percent of the blade. Like it can crack a little bit, but it can't crack more than thirty percent of the way through. And I've seen I've seen videos of that ninety degree bend test and that on a knife is is brutal. It is absolutely like a, a long sword has so much more flexibility to it. So it's so it's not as bad to, to get it to 30 or 45 degrees, but on a, a knife that's, like, this long, you have to get a pipe on there, and you have to really pull that thing yeah. over. Oh. And, uh, I've, yeah, I've seen that a couple times now. It's co- something else to see in person for sure. Yeah, I would say
0: worst or scariest test to watch, but probably, but probably just as fun, is when Jay Nielsen does the ice chop. Oh, yeah. Ice any, any straight test he does, I could tell he he must one day want to play like a serial killer in a movie or something. <laughs> like, I'm going to take your precious blades, and I'm going to bash them finally ten times into this block of ice. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't care what the blade does to your ice. I just want to see what the ice does to your blades. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good impression
2: right there. Chris, you ready?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, not that one. <laughs> not yet. Well, too bad. We're gonna do it. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and I mean, ugh. now favorite tests. Oh, uh, pick carcass maybe. Uh, the fish slice. Like us make sushi. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe like, almost any test
2: Doug does. It's hard to beat a Doug test.
3: Wasn't there one where there's like four fish? They cut it like six times.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. was interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, or tatami mats or something, or some, or things that are like three in a row or something. It's like right through. Hmm. And then, and then when you see the the good result, and then he describes it and all that stuff, and and that's and that's even when in season five he was still recovering from an injury, so he had Merkaida Kali students come in. Yep, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen the the videos on Instagram that he has of his students like with the wielding and all that stuff it's like really cool but i love it when when he when he does like a quick demo after when he's with the weapon like i love the feel of it i love how it moves and slices cleanly your weapon
1: will cut (laughs) hell yeah
0: of course the one time i remember a long time ago when they did the slow-mo in the arena after a kill test i think with a sword or something he did that slow mo turn and then he said, It will kill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, last thing, getting back to this show, Fans of the Forge. So, we've seen all the theme stuff with, and the hot sauce hammer offs, which are
2: really awesome.
0: Teresa's smiling. <laughs> 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 like, they're, they're, they're
2: cool. Yeah. Um,. Fun days for you because you haven't been there?
3: No, this is, I enjoy them, too. Like, they seem cool.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> Even within, she's a fan mm-hmm. of the fans. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, do you have any new goals, guys, for 2020 in terms of projects, or theme shows you want to
2: do? You're looking at my stuff right here. This is my... My current goal is to get better at bladesmithing. I joined the ABS, so I'm technically a ABS apprentice, and I'd like to eventually maybe get to at least journeyman smith level, if not down the line years from now, master smith. But i got a lot of knives to make if I'm going to be able to get anywhere near that. So my goal is more on the focus of, of doing this. And a lot of our more recent shows, we've actually tapered off on the amount of notes that we're taking. And... It's it's we want to enjoy the show more. I think is probably the biggest thing when it comes to these wrap ups that we do is when we have to sit there and take all these notes. It gets it's not fun anymore. It's not fun to watch the you show. You end up anymore. missing the show. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You you don't you're not seeing yeah. what's happening because you're like oh gosh now I got to pause it now I got to write this down now I got so we we've cut back on that just so that we can enjoy the show more and hopefully that kind of keeps everything. Fresher for us. Um Other than that, there's no real, real finished tour to forge. Yeah, yeah, we do got to find get somebody else. those handles those... on there.
0: Yeah. skills.
2: Sharpen them. I'll have a grinder soon. We can just do it ourselves at that point and Just show how far we've come. Look at the books. Okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> the books and the DVDs. <laughs> you first.
0: <laughs> well, get a good micarta.
2: Yes, well we do have some discount wood that we bought at Blade Show so yeah. those those will make some good handles. We'll we'll get on that. We'll, we we do have to finish those blades yeah. sometime soon. Um sooner rather than later would be nice. And um other than mm. that, we'll keep going Maybe some yeah. more interviews. I, yeah, I've, we have been slacking. In no, I haven't. It's because I haven't been pursuing doing interviews. It's yeah. it's kind of a not a hassle, but it just takes a lot of time to get somebody lined yeah. up and get it organized. And then time re- zones, time zones, thing. getting it recorded through a system where you're doing a Skype call is not easy. No, so there's a lot that goes into those interviews. So I would much happier, uh, much, I would be much more happier if we were to just be able to do more interviews like we do with Jay, where we went to a place and we sat right. down and interviewed somebody with a microphone right there. They're much funner when when you mm. can talk to the person face to face versus a Skype call. So maybe maybe that's something we can use as a goal for, for 2020 is more in person interviews. Get back into the interviews a little bit more because we have taken a break from those. Yeah. Do you think
0: we'll see either Doug Markay or even Will Willis on a on one of these kinds of phone interviews or whatnot?
1: I can only hope,
0: because what I mean, <laughs> I'm impressed at what Will is making and even on his Instagram account, whiskey to whiskey, I believe it is yep, yep. like the stuff he's making, he, you know, and even like tell telling, I think it was Jay on the fourth set, like, like I'm going to make cancer Damascus. I don't want your help. I'm like, and then, and then just pulls out like crazy stuff for someone who, who, who was in the military a few times as a, was a pararescue. Like,
2: right um yeah he's he's uh he's picked up a lot of skills from working with those guys and i know history channel did a video with uh doug and will uh, a couple of years back where they went down to jay nielsen's shop and they learned they both did their first knives I with saw jay. That one. yeah and uh from there will has continued to make knives and makes them uh for his sons and as wedding presents and things like that he's expecting their child too That's right. That's right. I did see that. Because I saw
0: the pregnancy test photo.
2: Yes. Yes. So that's cool. But uh, yeah. Um, Eventually, we'd love to be able to interview them. In fact, Jay said that Will's in the same apartment building as him. But it was just a matter of getting a hold of them again. And so, I don't know. I'll have to to see if I can get a hold of them again. Because, you know, I talked to Doug once after we... Meta met him at blade show and it didn't really go anywhere i yet.
0: think mark ida Cowley's somewhere in new york
2: yeah that's true that's true and either way um we'll figure it out we'll get something yeah. going if we are i mean they shoot the show in stanford so we could very easily if they let us go down there and see the set but true. as of right now jay nielsen couldn't even get us on set for the, t- the right. day that we interviewed him so we'll see We'll see. That'd be a nice thing to do. That'd be another goal to make is actually get on the set. I think. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, and then
0: I mean, I saw the like the cool stuff you had for like your one thousandth Instagram follower or something. So, um, I don't know what the tally is
2: right now. Is it like a two thousand or something? Oh no. no. It it's slowed down. But Ooh. um not that bad. I mean it's we're at thirteen hundred and sixty three, so it's slowly growing, and our YouTube actually has grown more than that. We're at 1,700 on YouTube, which is not bad at all, no. actually, for for what our content is. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty good. So, you think we'll see like
0: another contest coming up? I mean, it nope. Was, was cool. <laughs> you no, know you mean I'm no? not
2: doing another giveaway. <laughs> no more nope. Oshadaks. Never ever. Or just not never anytime soon. At least. I'm kind of taking a break. No, no,
0: no beef jerky. Like, you, mm. like, initially, on the 1,000th, I Listen, it's not an
2: issue of be. getting things together. <laughs> it, was, it was a struggle to get it all organized. Right. That it's, one. Well, I should say, it's an issue of getting
1: our s- stuff. If I we, make something, it's here. here so of but it it's getting easy. it, if we're going to add something in from another Smith or two...
2: We had high hopes for local. that... that thing that didn't go to plan. And so next time we do a giveaway, I'm more than happy to give away hot sauce. I was just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Aha. In I fact I forgot to ask in, about that. In fact, I don't know if you like hot sauce, but I do have a couple extra bottles. You're welcome to take one home with you. Well, and what kind you got? I think That's I have uh, I think I have a pineapple over there too as well. Uh, I'll have to check. Well it's over. We'll check on your way out here yeah. and see if you want one. But um Eh, I don't think we'll be doing a giveaway anytime soon. It would have to be an, a significant milestone. And as of like right 2, now.
4: 2,000
2: doesn't feel that significant anymore. I don't know. 2,500? Maybe 10,000 on YouTube. If 10, we get to 10,000 yeah. subs on YouTube, we'll do a giveaway. Five maybe? 5,000. Okay, 5,000 but... is a good number. Oh, yeah, We'll do that. If we get to 5,000 on YouTube, we'll do another giveaway.
1: we would have to start doing like music reviews. Something. Cause those are really popular right now. Yeah, yeah let's, someone let's just re- like listens. Let's
0: review the theme song. Let's yeah. listen like rap songs and be like, "Oh wow, oh,
1: we're out of touch, but this is cool." Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and then of course we're almost out of time. I almost forgot about Night for Death. Like, what your quick, really quick, what your guys' take is on that?
3: No, I love Night for Death. Yeah,
0: Teresa loves Night for Death. I'm okay with it. Um, but, I know it's in mixed reviews. We. I know, mean, I haven't watched it.
1: check we, it out. I mean, it's it's cool in seeing it's, these guys it's
3: played sports. Yeah, it's really what it is. But I enjoy it.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're they're cutting stuff and it and it's cool. Um, but this is the last season, as far as we
2: know. This is going to be not it. coming back after yeah. season three. It's not coming back, from what I've heard. Um, it's a fun show, yeah. and uh, you know we've had. We've had minor interactions with, you know, Bill Goldberg because of it. You know, he he tagged us in some stuff on Instagram because we hey. did the little wrap-up stuff. We met Tu Lamb, who's the other co-host yeah. of the show. We met Travis Wirtz, who's the, the blade tester on the show.
3: The two-thirds we, unlike always. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs>
2: yes. But um, it was a fun show. And, you know, friends of ours, from interviewing them uh, on this show... Have then gone on to be on that show after we've talked to them. That's fun. That is the biggest takeaway I would have to say is now we watch Forge and Fire or Knife or Death and we see people that we've met or talked to before for this show, and um, it gets weird because all of a sudden now it's like now you're like, well, I got to root for him, right? <laughs> right. So, yes. But it's like it's just strange now that's like somebody I've hung out with, had a beer with, or something is up on the screen again. Like, uh, Spicy Mike's going to be back on, he's going to be on Knife or Death episode very sh- soon, and then, uh, mm-hmm. well, it's already happened, but we have yeah, to see his episode. See and then he's on another episode of Forge and Fire, up against Colin Sage. Oh, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. Colin Sage is in that episode with them, and uh-huh. they just started to show a previews for that. Oh, really? So that'll be an interesting oh, one. that be good. Seven. Uh, Yeah, maybe, I don't know when that is, but, um... I'd say that's you know, if that's one thing to go out on, I'd say that's one of the coolest things about it is now we watch a show and we can be like, Hey, we met him. Yeah. Hey, we met Jay Nielsen. He's a cool guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It it's cool stuff and um and just big props on the stuff you're you're forging and stuff
1: I'm, I'm not forging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I have you, a forge. Well but, you're welcome to you come over. St- but you make yeah. and
0: craft good craft good stuff and I mean, you make some great jerky. Made some great stuff like this. That's my thing. No. Oh yes. Vader coaster and yeah. And when I, when I saw the, the quilt with, with the sword, I was like, "Oh my god, it looks like something out of Zelda."
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's I told cool. her, I told her there's a market for those. If she was to make more of those, I bet that they would sell. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Blade warmers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like I
3: have all the materials to start working on this.
2: Yes, um, she got sheaths. some um, not real leather, right? The faux leather, faux leather material to make some sheaths for the knives that I put together. So that's that's one of uh, ongoing projects, upcoming, yeah. thing. I gotta have a knife for,
1: finished for her you to get hit up machine. like a Boy Scout camp and be like, "All right, leather merit badge kids, here's some knives. Yeah. I need some sheaths made. Get at it." True, that could also yeah.
2: Yeah, I hit the button for approval. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Perfect way to go out on the end of the show. There, I think. <laughs> yep. And get ready. F-
0: one day, if you ever need one of these for Halloween,
1: well, don't come to
2: us. No. Just, yeah, don't go to Dustin. Dustin Rhodes made that one. Yeah. I we still not have the wrestler, by the way. No, not not Dustin Rhodes the wrestler, but Dustin Rhodes the <laughs> bladesmith. We we still have to do a test video on that. Eventually I'll get around to it. But some pumpkins.
4: Ooh, oh that'd pumpkins. be fun.
1: Go. Good yeah. Good one, John. All right. There we go. <laughs> wow And plant. then you can melt it. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Melt the pumpkin. and you can roast some pumpkin
2: seeds. Okay. We'll do that. There's a whole video of <laughs> just just got right you, got right
0: you all set up, man. You just gave us just, a whole month yeah. worth of the content right of just right like, uh the state pup marshmallow guy a ghostbusters Oh, melting with the (laughs) rays, on fire, (laughs) and and it uh uh yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Unless you have like one or two questions for me, uh, what was this uh, cornet on on this crossover with cake? (laughs) Well, um, I don't know, you guys seriously, sorry. You guys have any questions for us?
1: What are you doing? Got anything new coming up? Any good interviews besides this one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it probably is already going to be out by the time, by the, time the video is posted but uh, October I'm doing a speaking of recaps a Ghostbusters recap with a friend of mine who is the host of Channel X on the Brill Pro Network on YouTube Tom Morse. we're covering Ghostbusters 1, 2 in different weeks which is the 35th and the 30th anniversary respectively New Ghostbusters movie in 2020 in July, and it's not going to be off the female reboot. Oh it's hard. Three yeah. of the, <laughs> three of the four <laughs> original Ghostbusters are supposed to be wow. coming back. I've heard. I, well, well, who's, who's not, not around? That? Harold
2: Ramis died. Yeah. Oh. Okay.
0: But, but Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, I believe, are both in it including a few other regulars from the first two movies, but they're not going to do it off the reboot. It's going to be more off the first two movies in terms of storyline attachment and all that.
2: That's cool. You have any competitions coming up?
0: Um well, let's see. I was in Delaware a couple of weeks ago. Uh this, and since this is since right now we're filming and it, it's October, I'm going to I f- think king of prussia pennsylvania when? next weekend
2: you're gonna be there like I'm a driving. couple days before i'm gonna be there for a trade <laughs> what? show i'm going to king of prussia for a trade show what's That's so funny which hotel it's at the valley forge um casino there is where the trade show is i, I don't know what a. you yeah, know i'll be at the crown plaza hotel oh okay
0: not far from the mall okay so if you're like near
2: the mall, it's like, oh man! I'll be going down that Monday of uh, that following week, I think. So yeah. I'll probably just miss you, but good luck in
0: your competitions. Okay. Thanks. I'll I'll probably bomb as always, but at yeah, least at least, fun. but but hey, you're. I'm not saying this just as a cheap plug,
4: <laughs> but
0: but your show's actually the. one I was in Delaware a couple weeks ago, it. Kind of help me get through, like the bad, bad efforts and comps. So it's like take my mind off of that with something nice and also some Jay Nielsen testing. <laughs> <laughs> also, always
2: helps. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just to see the, the ferocity that he puts into those strength tests, it kind of helps. See you now, I think you would
1: definitely benefit from life or death. Why?
0: Because
1: it's all smash. It's all it's people all, just chopping it's all stuff, chopping,
0: smash. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you're going yeah, through but a course, well, then I have to. I
2: still have to learn how to forge a blade or something.
1: What are you talking about? You just got to watch a show. Watch <laughs> That's all you're show. doing now.
2: Yeah, you do not have to forge a blade. You know, the, there are guys in there that don't forge their own blades. That's true. You mean, they, they buy a blade. Well, yeah, there have, there have been people that have been like, "I bought this online. It's I don't know." Crazy. Chris, came <laughs> from. Chris bought this. Yeah, people buy knives, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't remember. It was like a friend of mine at work or something. Because I was talking about your show and I was talking about the bladesmith you and it's like hey, you should be on force and fire it's like that's great and all but i have to learn a whole lot more and chris is a lot ahead of
2: the curve than i am <laughs> and i am still very far behind so. yeah hey we'll see what happens i won't be going on knife or depth though because that's over but uh maybe one day I'll, I'll enter a blade sports competition and uh see how i do in that yeah that could be fun yeah yeah, I, I mean, have steel I can make a chopper now. I don't know if 1084 is the best steel for that though. I'll have to find out. Hmm. Talk to Big Chris. They need to talk to, yeah. Big Chris or uh Redick, Jason Reddick. Yep, yeah. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap it yeah. up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's let's wrap wrap it up, but uh guys, this was awesome. Uh turn to turn the tables, no pun intended. aside from this table set off. But it's cool. I mean, Crossover Special, my first time doing interviews on YouTube. Uh, it was great to be in the forges, forging studio, I yes. guess you could say. Sure. Green a forge. <laughs> mushroom a forge. Where is on your green wall. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I don't know what I'll put there. We'll find something. <laughs> Who knows? Water with a shark. Water with a shark. <laughs> like, a right. shark no, like a shark. Just like
1: a shark, like every five minutes just pass by. Like just a fin. <laughs>
2: Oh, that'd be cool. And then at the very end, maybe it's, like, a cut of the, the Jaws shark just, like, popping up out of the water at the screen or something. Can you do it so,
1: like, if I do this, like, I punch it and it, like, goes <laughs> and it just disappears?
2: Or this- I am not going to remember to do...
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, shark, you want my cake? There you go. It's really good. <laughs> get out
0: of here. All yeah, right. Well, I'll let you guys get, get going on, on whatever film you got to do after this, so... No, that's it for us tonight. That's it. This is yeah. our whole
2: plan for tonight. Oh. was having you here. So, cool. uh, Aww. thank you for coming over and uh interviewing us. It's a little it's a change for us. It's yeah. different. So, uh it was fun. So, we really appreciate you coming by. And uh we'll have to do it again sometime. Maybe yep. even have you on for a fortune fire wrap up or something at some point.
0: Hey, I'm, cool. I'm I'm pretty much free at this point. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, a ha- I'm a I'm a half as was as I never will be a dancer. So, but, yeah, let, let's let do this again sometime, and uh, let's – oh, I got to wrap this up. I got to do it like – I got to do the closing, damn it. Sure, do what you got to um, do, man. But, yeah, thanks to these guys. Thanks to Fans of the Forge. Um, great times, and don't forget to check them out on their YouTube channel, uh, Fans of the Forge on YouTube, yep. wherever you get your
2: podcasts, Anchor, sports uh, what do you got? Again, Spotify? Spotify, iTunes Store, anywhere. It, it's, you just search your audio podcast of choice, you'll find Fans of the Forge. Whatever app you use, it should work. Yeah.
0: What he said. <laughs> and then, and of course, thank you all because if this gets. Because you never know when this gets released. Well, maybe 2020, who knows? We'll. S- We'll see, but... Maybe next week.
2: Probably in like two weeks is my guess. <laughs> yeah, I have one scheduled for we'll, next week already. All right.
0: Yeah, well, we'll figure out when to schedule it. And then until then, if you're watching the video of this, thank you so much. And if you're listening to the audio version of this, then stay tuned later. I'll tell you when I'll be back on my show next time. But till then, take care. Take care. So long. And peace out and keep on forging.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are officially channeled into
4: Absolute Talk.